What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockash Podcast. Here's a quick message from our sponsors, Pika Crypto and BNFT. Pika is revolutionizing the intersection of NFTs and gaming through their Pika trading card game, Elders of Kai. The TCG will be both digital, physical, and Web3 integrated, allowing players and gamers to compete in various different kinds of formats. So whether you are a newbie or a pro gamer, there's a spot for you in Pika. Learn more about Pika and Elders of Kai on their website and social media pages. Join the Pika community on Telegram to keep up with the latest developments. BNFT is a groundbreaking platform that combines... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder the unstoppable force of blockchain technology and the limitless potential of artificial intelligence to revolutionize personalized learning and earning experiences. Now, BNFT leverages AI to create immersive educational environments for collaboration and utilizes DeFi to transcend traditional e-learning experiences. You can also earn exclusive certificates and showcase your achievements with unique NFTs. You can learn more about everything BNFT has to offer by going to bnft.solutions and their social media channels. All links are in the description down below. So go check both of those out. Enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockash podcast, episode 342, really getting up there, almost 350. Uh, today, we have a really cool guest on the CEO of Symmetria, uh, Ziv Keenan, here on the show today to talk about the ways that they are leveraging technology such as blockchain to help improve upon the private equity sector. And we're going to dive into a lot of detail on that today. Ziv, welcome to the show, man. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here uh, and I love your show. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, and it'll be a really fun talk, really cool conversation. Been preparing quite a bit for this one. Um, be before we jump into everything, tell us a bit more about yourself. I'm sure people would be very curious to know more about what your background is and what you kind of did prior to Symmetria. Uh, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'll touch it, it a bit about uh, myself and my history. Just before that, I want to say something. You know, I came into the to the show, and I, I'm fully aware this is a you know blockchain oriented show. And if you, uh, when I introduce my background, you see that I've been to all kind of companies doing blockchain technology, from DeFi to real world assets in in various um, managerial roles. Um, but, but before I touch on that, I want to say something about private markets and why, you know, I fell in love in this, um, field and why it's so important. Um, so it's like a small story. I, I was in a conference, uh, in Dubai about a year ago. Um, and I met this guy and we started chatting. Um, 
And then I, I told him what I do and he asked me what I do. And I told him, you know, I'm, I'm you know, on a secondary market. There's a huge problem. We're trying to solve it through, you know, technology tools, through blockchain technology, bring efficiency, settlement, and and so on. And, you know, he he reached out to his um, to his uh, mobile phone and he showed me, you look, uh, this is my bank account. I have here like something like $5,000. That's everything that I own. And then he showed me an Excel sheet and the Excel sheet showed that he, he, he was valued at about $20 million. So, um, you know, I think, you know, that's demonstrated the pain, you know, even though he had only $5,000, you know, in his bank account, he actually was worth a lot of money in terms of equity, which he mm-hmm. not sell. It's very difficult for him to sell an exercise in the market. Uh, and, and that's the pain of the private market. So, if, you know, when we dive into, you know, what Symmetria does and what's its private markets, you need to understand this personal pain of these individuals. And there's, I guess, a lot of listeners, whether they're early investors in companies or employees or founders in companies that feel the same pain. Um, about myself, going back to what you asked before, um, so I, I was, uh, for many years, I was a corporate and securities lawyer. Uh, I was working with public companies and uh, uh, private tech companies. Um, and at a certain point, I kind of got fed out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the problem with public companies, I, I really love my, my clients, but the problem is that, you know, this regulation and, and another regulation, and sometimes the regulation doesn't even make sense for uh, public companies. And it's really difficult today to manage um, a, a public company, you find yourself, you know, dealing more with with the regulators or with the, with the regulars, and we, we know what happened now with Coinbase, yeah, uh, which I, I totally believe them that they were spoken to the SEC the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of restricts you from from operating for some companies, um, and. After, you know, after being a lawyer for about 15 years, I started my own practice and um, most of my early clients were blockchain technology companies uh, doing either real world assets or um, social impact. (laughs) So two different things, but really interesting. And it was 2017. I didn't really fancy doing ICOs. I didn't feel that the regulatory framework was there yet. And. Um, uh, I felt more comfortable with companies doing, you know, social impacts. So I was working with companies uh, that was launching coins in, in Africa, like Real, Real Rodic. Um And um, at a certain point, it brought me to do two things. First is, you know, I was early in those days where, you know, I represented companies that were doing STO through Securitize. Um, and all those platforms that was working in 2017 trying to do a compliant offering of tokens. And the second is that um, I was working with really interesting projects that were trying to, you know, uh, create social impact. And that led me eventually to work with a company named Etoll, which is a very large uh, trading platform, which was launching uh, a coin doing um, uh, a model for universal basic income, which is called mm-hmm. the Good Dollar. Um, it's an amazing project. Now I think it's one of the largest DeFi projects in the world. I was involved in writing the, the white paper, in providing the legal framework. 
I think it's one of the only DeFi project in the world that actually has a legal opinion uh, backing it, uh, not by myself, but also by, by Latin Watkins, which is one of the largest law offices in the, in the, in the world. Um, and it was launched out of the UK. Um, and uh, afterwards, um, I've joined Onera. Uh, Onera is a, a blockchain company, again, that uh, create a network uh, between financial institutions to allow them to trade efficiently, efficiently assets, mm-hmm. uh, private assets mostly. Uh, Onera was uh, backed by JP Morgan and by US Bank. So the project is uh, very successful. It raised uh, um, a lot of money and uh, is currently uh, going on. I was uh, part of the founding team there. I was uh, COO. Um, and out of Vonera, I kind of spun out and created Symmetria. Uh, the idea of, you know, initially when we created Symmetria, I created it together with Vonera and then the rest of the team joined. And the idea was that we'll have, um, we'll have a platform that is dedicated to the secondary trading of, of private assets. And during this time, it was about two and a half years ago, it kind of took the life of its own. Uh, Symmetria received a very uh, presidential uh, um, uh, regulatory approval uh, Mm -hmm. to list and trade digital assets uh, in Israel. So it was one of the first uh, companies to, or the only companies that I know to to receive this uh, approval that it can actually um, um, list uh, real-world assets that is represented digitally. Um, the idea, you know, we, we received, uh, we received it as a part of the non-action letter. Um, what I did, I just took a non-action letter that was filed in the U S to the SSC in, in the nineties. Um, and I kind of translated it into Hebrew and I filed it with the Israeli securities authority claiming that, um, because certain conditions have not been met. If I launched this exchange, I would not be regarded as a full stock exchange and uh, they accepted my uh, my thinking about this uh, legal subject and granted in me the the non-action letter eventually uh, so that's you know this is like a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. symmetria um, just to summarize what symmetria does because I know this everything is kind of complicated I I, I connected my you know my, my bio with what symmetria does um, oh no worries go for but, it <laughs> so <laughs> You know, in a, in a very simple terms, you know, we're helping um, holders of private assets to find buyers or sellers to their assets. So if you're working for a blockchain company and, you know, have some equity and you're looking for some liquidity, then we'll, we can assist you with this. Um, we also build a very complicated system that uh, allows companies to uh, execute uh, large liquidity events. So our thinking was that, that, you know, the way that secondary works today, where we have one seller that, you know, one finds a buyer and go to the board and, you know, ask mm-hmm. to sell and another seller that does the same. It's really inefficient. It has to go through a lot of, there's a lot of friction. It has to go a lot, through a lot of hoopholes. So the idea was that the company would be the one that actually organized and orchestrates the secondary events. So we have a, built a platform where um, companies can offer to multiple employees to sell 
At the same time, when they have an offering, let's say someone want to buy $10 million of the company shares, they can communicate this offering to all the employees that are eligible to sell at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then employees can uh, upload to the system, can vote through the system, can decide how much they want to sell and execute uh, a sell event. And that event would be recurring. So, um, you know, once a year, once a quarter, company opens the the system and allows everybody in the company uh, to sell. Um, and third, third, third product is something which we are working on right now. Which it's a marketplace, it's the regional marketplace, which we, I told you, which we received license to to operate. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like where a blockchain comes in, and um, to allow settlement. But I, I'm gonna let you ask some questions before you <laughs> continue. <laughs> No worries. No, thank you for the overview and everything. And it's uh, very fascinating what you guys are working on, because I know even from experience, having um, equity in a company, a private company can be very difficult to make liquid if you need cash. Um, Whereas in a public company, you know, you can just sell it on the stock exchange or with your broker. Um, But with a private company, it's either you have to wait until the company actually has an IPO um, or you have to find someone willing to buy out your shares. And in some cases, you're not even allowed to. Um, it really depends on the structure of the company. So it definitely is an issue, especially for employees who uh, may or may not really understand or be familiar with that process that are maybe getting compensated with equity, maybe more than cash. So um, this is definitely an area of, of, I think, a lot of interest for me, especially. And I think for a lot of people, it's very interesting how blockchain can tie into this. Um, and it's really cool the approach you guys are taking with Symmetria. Are you guys leveraging like a tokenization type of model to make this um, capital more free flowing so people can sell their equity if they want to? Is that the kind of direction you're going? Or do you have another take maybe with blockchain that you want to yeah. apply? So our mission as a company um, is not, you know, blockchain or tokenize everything <laughs> this not right. it's not our mission our mission as a company is to remove friction from the private markets and you mentioned employees before you take uh 14 years in average for the company to uh to ipo uh it, and it means a lot you know for the early investor of the companies you know mm-hmm. how do they exactly evaluate you know their their investment when it takes 14 years and there's areas there's times like this where the public markets are actually closed. So it even takes longer. So how do you evaluate your investment? When you have alternative investment right now on a public market, giving you like 10% year over year, you know, in a very solid companies. Uh, so, the, you know, it, it's a problem for, for the employees, which they're not, they do not calculate or do not know how to calculate the value of the options, which they receive when they receive them. So from, one side you have a company allocating like $10 million or $100 million, you know, a company worth $100 million, 10% employee stock option plan, that's $10 million. But then the same company is now worth $1 billion, the company, then stock option plan is $100 million and no liquidity. <laughs> so right. you know, suddenly things doesn't, you know, the friction that exists within the market doesn't make sense. You see mm-hmm. like, really large companies, 3.5 billion, we represent some of those, 3.5 billion to $5 billion companies. And, you know, 
in the you know in the regulation in the in the space there's no there's, there's a dichotomy whether it's either you're private and you're you know not traded at all or you're public we believe that in the future uh, this dichotomy would disappear and public companies with pu- private companies would start to trade more like uh, uh, public companies between investors that you know are eligible to trade them in in the US it's mostly accredited investors um so so you ask where blockchain uh plays a role here so so again our thinking was you know how do we make this friction less frictionless mm-hmm. um and there's three problems in the private markets that we identified first is around blockchain uh is there, is around settlement and distribution so right now you want to execute the threat let's say i you know random want to sell some of his block hash shares he comes to me mm-hmm. i find a buyer great you know everything's great the buyer want to buy random's shares um when is going to be execute six months from now so there's like six month process where you have to go to the company the board needs to approve there's the right of first refusal the right of call sell there was a When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So there's a lot of legal procedures, you know, within a company at in this until such, um, you know, event takes place. And it takes like a lot of uh, hassle from the from the company itself. So something doesn't work. You know, the friction is is too large. Also, you buy into one company. So imagine that, you know, I'm buying into Blockhash right now. But mm-hmm. when I get eventually the shares of Blockhash and you get the money, it's a completely different company. You know? could be you know worthless or it could you know double in size you know either side it's not beneficial to to anybody uh so settlement is, is a big problem within you know uh private markets second is distribution um so when you go to all the service providers that provide liquidity solutions like ourselves we usually are restricted you know to you know some liquidity pools that we work with so some investors that we work directly with um, and, and distribution of this um, of the investment opportunity is difficult and third is control you know how do eventually you still let the company control the secondary market um, um, liquidity um, so those are the three problems that we mapped and you know we solved it through um, first um, introducing blockchain technology as an underlying la- layer, uh, so many of those uh, trades uh, would not happen directly through their company's uh, cap table. They would mm-hmm. happen through another entity. So, um, you know, yourself, myself, and some other investor would decide to invest in SpaceX. Usually, we won't be registered directly on SpaceX cap table. You know, it's a large company and there's a large investor there. It usually would happen through an, a, a median company named SPV, Special Purpose Vehicle, that we incorporate for that. We take the shares of this SPV, we tokenize them, we basically put them into custody, we issue 
uh, digital shares, you know, digital units on top of it. And once it's registered that way, we have a blockchain as one source of truth for myself, the buyer, for yourself, the seller, for the trustee that holds the shares, and even for the company that has originated the shares from. So everybody are looking at the same ledger um, and suddenly buying SpaceX shares on a public uh, market could be easy as clicking a buy button. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is where the, the, the blockchain uh, plays part. Distribution is something that blockchain also solves uh, because when you have um, multiple exchanges that works and we're partnered with, for example, Swam in Germany, which is a digital securities exchange and with Finhaven in Canada and with Singaporean exchange and with a Swiss exchange um, that all operates using DLT then they can all have a copy of the same board that present all the buy and sell orders. So you imagine a board where, you know, all the brokers are publishing their buy and sell orders. They can all hold mm-hmm. the same copy and then they could have cross-border trading. So the Swiss exchange would market that uh, shares to uh, the Swiss uh, and the German exchange would market those um, assets in the EU. Um, and the same in Singapore and in Canada and in Israel where we are. Um, and eventually what you, you blockchain allows you here is just a, a very broad uh, network of liquidity where you don't have to rely only on yourself, on your, your own liquidity, your own like small pool of investors, but you can actually draw liquidity from different places. Very similar to the way that crypto exchange work. Mm-hmm. Only, uh, you know, with real world assets. This is and very third, fascinating. And, yeah, yeah. and third, just, you know, just forgot the, the third is mm-hmm. like how to provide the company control over it, which is the mm-hmm. system that I mentioned before that we uh, we already launched a product where the, the company, uh, you know, can view this demand, you know, a company, let's say you're managing you know, a large, I don't want to name names, but let's say sure. block, let's, let's say Blockhash is a unicorn company. And mm-hmm. uh, as a CFO of the company, you see there's a demand for Blockhash shares about $10 million. You can tap directly into this demand and you can actually offer it to your employees. And suddenly they're, they're not making like $100,000 a year to make it $300,000 or $400,000 because the equity that you've granted them when they just joined your company is now worth like hundreds of uh, thousands of, of dollars. Um, and, and I think that this is a big win. This is how you win over the, the Amazons and the Googles mm-hmm. and all the uh, public companies that grant their employees RSUs. So this is how everything combines. I love it. This is very fascinating. How does a company get set up with with uh, Symmetria and do this? Like, what does that process kind of look like? Let's say Blockhash um, has equity. It's a private company. Um, it has employees. It has executives. You know, the whole nine yards, and it wants to take advantage of what Symmetria is offering so that it can free up that that private equity a bit more. What what does that process look like to get started and to start putting those pieces in place so it's it's fairly simple um usually we work with every cup table management tools out there so if you work with 
Again, I don't want to name names, uh, but even those that does not allow you to share their cap table, we're working with them as well. <laughs> and uh, we take a full list of um, you know employees. We'll up them, the up them, upload them into our system. As a CFO, you have an interface um, where you can decide and you can screen about who can participate, also how much they can sell. You know, up to twenty percent, not less than ten percent. Um, and once all those parameters are, are fixed and you already secure the demand in advance uh, for those shares, uh, you can communicate uh, this offering directly to the employees. Uh, we provide a, a short webinar um, and we provide a, like a help center 24 uh, 7. And, um, um, and they, they go through the boarding process uh, with us. And eventually they have a calculator showing them how much they're going to get eventually. So they're, mm -hmm. um, they're deciding how much they're selling and they can actually see how much they're going to meet in their bank account. Um, and uh, eventually we get all this information. We transfer it into a third party, which is a uh, paying agent, which receives all the money from uh, the, the investors and uh, distribute uh, the money uh, after deducting of the tax to the uh, to the to the employees themselves. And this this process can happen uh, through multiple jurisdictions at the same time. It can happen in England, in the U.S., in the U.K., in a, in, the, in Switzerland, and so on, um, with multiple employees that sit in different places in the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's really cool. You know, I've, I can think of a lot of potential applications for something like this in the future beyond just what you guys are doing, like, because you're freeing up capital that's, you know, locked in on paper. It's like you hear about all these um, billionaires and millionaires on Forbes and, you know, but most of it, almost all of it is on paper. Maybe they got 100,000 in the bank account, but they got, you know, $20 million on a piece of paper that they can't, you know, really liquefy. We say it's like unearthing. We call it unearthing of equity. You take something from the ground and you actually give it. Uh, you actually give it value. This is why it's so it's so exciting and, and the challenge is so huge. And the market is amazing. You know, the market is uh, it's like ten times bigger than uh, the the public market. So the the opportunity is huge. You know, uh, there's a big prize. You know, waiting in the end for someone who can actually solve these problems in a way that it works for for everybody. So another way that we see this works is where you have companies like large companies and they're managing like a small uh, dark pool of, mm -hmm. of investors. And all those investors are uh, whitelisted in advance by the company. Um, they're not the sequoias, you know, of the world. There's like small investors, like family office or you know, individuals that want to buy into the company. Um, and they manage those uh, dark pools, and every time that they, they know there's, a, you know, a need for liquidity within the company, they open the system and allow those investors to buy from the existing uh, employees um, and, and even early investors or other shareholders in, in the company. And um, eventually, we'll, we, I think we'll see more like companies adopt this uh, attitude where you have to give some gateway. You can't lock people into equity without giving a gateway, especially when you've grown to be so big um, and, um, you know, public markets are closed. What, what can you do? You know? 
everybody knows you, you want IPO in the next year. You can continue and say that you'll IPO what you probably want. Another question for you. In terms of regulation and compliance, is what you're doing with Symmetria something that maybe is a bit different or that kind of challenges the notion of, you know, listing equity as a stock or anything like that? Because with private equity and doing what you're doing uh, with blockchain, um, maybe in the U.S., it could be something this categorized as maybe going public or something. I don't know. It's crazy these days. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, just kind of curious how you guys are regular. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, navigating that regulatory environment. Well, like there's many points here that you touch on once. Um, so there's a few questions. One is like, who can you offer this to? Um, and of course, the answer would be. Uh, to accredited investors, to someone who's exempt um, from um, being needing to provide like a, a public filing. Uh, and there's markets like this all over the world that basically allows those family office accredited investors to invest in those assets. Um, and, uh, you know, there's an interesting debate right now about who is inv accredited investors. And I think, you know, in the last podcast of uh, like All In podcast uh, with Shamat mm -hmm. Palatatia, you know, they, they were discussing about, you know, maybe in the even in the near future, you could take a test and then you'll be um, seen as accredited investors. In other places in the world, it's, it's, it's really, you know, different. In Israel, for example, you need $2 million. Uh, to be accredited in the U.S., it's only one. In Europe, it's even less. Um, so it's really different on the, you know, on where, uh, which jurisdiction you're looking at. In terms of using uh, blockchain technologies and infrastructure, so you know, from our perspective, it's not different from any other infrastructure uh, that that you use. And currently, for example, in the U.S., there are trading platforms that use. A blockchain is an underlying infrastructure such as Securitize, for example, um, uh, or Asis Pro, um, T0. So there have been some uh, alternative trading markets that have been using uh, this technology. So that's not new. Um, the new approach that we bring to, this, to, the, to the markets is not that we're one platform to solve them all, to solve them all the jurisdiction where we're not complying in every jurisdiction. What we do is we partner. We partner with European exchange that are licensed to provide uh, services to European investors. And we partnered with a Canadian exchange um, that is uh, licensed to provide trading services and uh, investment advice to Canadian investors. And we have the same in Switzerland and in Singapore and we have also partnership with U.S. Exchange. So I think in terms of regulation, we're, we're even more covered than, you know, most uh, markets, you know, they say, you know, we use compliance. So it means that we're EU compliant and Israeli compliant. And that's not true. You know, um, the, the best way to, uh, to have a, a, you know, uh, a compliant approach is to have multiple partners or their own license to provide the service within their own jurisdiction. Got it. That makes sense. 
Um, in terms of, you know, your pl guys' plans and maybe your roadmap here in 2023, what are some things that you guys are working on or starting to roll out with Symmetria that maybe you're excited about um, or that's really cool that you want people to kind of keep an eye on? Yeah, so we're still really much focused on the products that we offer right now. Uh, we have right now a new client that is boarding the uh, tender management platform, the platform which I told you about, which can actually offer to multiple sellers uh, at the same time. And I, I think, you know, I can encourage companies who reach this phase where, you know, they're, they're so soft out and there's, Today, there's about 11 uh, new unicorns um, that are AI unicorns, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage those companies uh, to take advantage of the demand for their shares and, you know, release some of the pressure that um, their team have about selling uh, shares. So we still very much focus about this product and the second product would be the marketplace. Uh, that we're launching um, first, you know, as a um, as a system, you know, where our parties can communicate uh, through transactions, um, and uh, in later stage, introducing also settlement solution, which is the blockchain settlement solution, which uh, we just uh, spoke about, and we already have, I think, for about a year, we have a working prototype of this blockchain solution where you can actually trade and go back to the blockchain and see your holdings. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. And, and uh, you know, all the parties can see the holdings. And we even took it like one step further where you have like an employee and the employee holds shares and they can interact directly with the market. They can actually sell directly to the market. And, you know, I'm still not sure like where, we're going to see that actually happen, um, but I'm also confident that eventually we'll get to this point where, you know, you're being awarded with equity and you can actually sell this equity and you can regard this equity as part of your compensation uh, package. By the way, interesting stuff about, you know, when you award, you know, liquid equity for, or in contrary for non-liquid, non-traded equity, the, the the ratio is about one to four. So mm -hmm. on every non uh, on every listed or every traded shares, you need to award the person like four um, non-listed shares. So if you award an equity that is actually traded, um, then it means that you can award less equity eventually. Um, so it's also benefit the other shareholders of the company. You know, you can have an ESOP plan of like two and a half percent rather than ten percent. Uh, so it, it makes sense in so many levels um, to have this equity um, liquid, even you know, with a small pool of investors, like we discussed before, mm -hmm. like a small liquidity pool of investors. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and those are the. Nice. It's, it's an exciting market. It's an exciting market. We have exciting plans. We have recently joined us. Um, Mala Sofer was uh, uh, five years at BlackRock, three years at JP Morgan, head of strategy at uh, Carter. Um, mm -hmm. She brings a lot of um, 
she brings a lot of knowledge and experience to our team. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to other uh, members joining us soon um, with similar experience uh, and to grow the company and to grow our offering. Absolutely. And it was very exciting what you guys are working on, the direction you're taking it, the problem you guys are solving. Um, so it's cool to see you guys kind of innovating on something that's kind of old and archaic in terms of how it's implemented. Um, what, where can people go to learn more? Um, if, should they go to the website for Symmetria? Do you have uh, social media? Do you have a community? Where do you want to direct people? So uh, the best uh, way to follow us uh, is to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and we can put the link to my LinkedIn profile uh, below. Um, we have an article coming up and we have some uh, news coming up. Uh, so it would be the best thing would be to follow uh, me directly. Um, and you can also go through our website, uh, symmetria.io. Um, and, uh, you know, see some of the things that we just discussed during this podcast. Excellent. Yes, everything will be in the description for the episode below. So guys, please go check it out. Um, the, the website, article, LinkedIn, everything. Um, Ziv, thank you for taking the time to come on the show today and really kind of highlight, you know, the importance of what you're, you're doing as well. And then as well, you know, how you're going about solving that problem with private equity. I think it's really interesting and fascinating and something that'll be very important, I think, in the near future. So uh, thanks. Thanks again for having the conversation. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me.